Hey guys, welcome to uh, a quick episode of the After Church podcast. Um, sorry, we've been on a bit of a temporary hiatus with everything that's been going on. It has been a crazy start to the year, but uh, don't worry, there's going to be more content to be coming your way from the After Church podcast. So we appreciate you guys hanging in there. Um, today's just a solo episode with myself, uh, Andrew, of course. Um, but I just wanted to talk about something really quickly as we go into 2022. Um, there are a lot of predictions as to what's going to go on in the new year and things that are going to happen economically, politically, um, and then how we're dealing with the pandemic as things begin to surge again. Um, but what are some things that we should uh, pay attention to this year? And I was thinking briefly about um, how at the very beginning of the year, we typically like to set for ourselves um, resolutions, New Year's resolutions, right? And uh, always, stereotypically, everyone's going to aim for stuff like, well, I'm going to learn a new skill, or uh, most commonly, I'm going to start getting into better shape, right? You're going to go hit up the gym, uh, start eating better. And inevitably, we always do this at the beginning of the year, and what happens is at some point we fail and we start running into obstacles and then we stop. Um, and I think there is a trend that's happening amongst uh, young people or old, um, millennials and even Gen Z is that um, we have less and less reasons to challenge ourselves to better ourselves. And there was an article I came across I found really interesting and I thought it'd be uh, interesting to talk about in a podcast. So I'm not going to take too much time, but the article's header was why choosing pain may be a key, may be a key to a meaningful life. Um, which I think is interesting because in general, most of us, we seek to avert pain. We want to run away from, um, and do everything in our power to avoid pain at, uh, if at all possible, right? Which is a normal thing, right? We were designed that way. You know, you put your hand on a hot stove, obviously you're going to pull back, right? Um, and I think where the problem lies in today's society, and as we said, our New, Year, New Year's resolution is we're so averse to pain that when it comes to uh, finding ourselves in difficult situations, instead of trying to tackle that situation or work our way through it, we choose instead to avert away from it. And I think there's an interesting... Um, trend that we started seeing emerging in social media within the past couple of years where we talk about self-help and we talk about, um, well, not necessarily self-help. I think self-help is fine and all well, but, uh, we started talking about, you know, um, what's the term I'm looking for? Like self-care, right? We started talking about how like you deserve to have some time for yourself and um, you don't have to go through that situation. And we justify one another through social media and saying, like, it's okay. You get to, you can indulge yourself here. 
and it's okay. You can um, spend the money where you want and and just live indulgently. And don't get me wrong, there are times where we need to take a step back from all the busyness of our life and, uh, you know, take time to care for ourselves. I agree with that. But I think we've exaggerated that message so heavily in uh, amongst millennials in our generation that we've put that first and foremost as like the central tenet of our life. And... Um, now we've gone to the point where like many people are avoiding challenges, they're avoiding obstacles, even if the obstacle is good for them. Um, in the article that I had just mentioned uh, from Psychology Today, they mentioned how that there are social situations where we feel uncomfortable and anxious and that um, the tendency is to run away and the tendency is to not include ourselves or um, to to not accept invitations to social events. and. How many of you guys can agree it's one of those things that um, is closely associated to us as millennials is that like we don't like going out. We love staying in. We don't like hanging out with other people. Um, but there are things that we learn in social instances when we communicate with people and interact in forming relationships that we're missing out on because we have this social narrative that it's okay to draw back which it is right like you don't have to open yourself to every single invitation to go out but we we draw back so much that we lose our ability to form relationships with people and instead of handling uh conflicts with other people we tend to just push it aside or ignore it and i think that's a huge detriment to our generation um because right now we're in the phase of sliding things under the rug rather than just actually addressing them. And so that's one example. But in general, this is the thing that's happening across the board with every resolution that we're making. Because I think in concept, we like the idea of losing the weight. We like the concept of eating healthier and appearing like the thing that we're aiming to be. But in doing that, especially because in social media you can manufacture the lifestyle and cater your image so that people can see, can um, perceive you a particular way, but the underlying individual that you are may not have ever changed. And that's because we are avoiding obstacles. And so um, I think as a prediction for the new year and what we should focus on at least this is going to be a challenge for myself because I'm not here to say that I know all the answers or that, um, you know, you need to do these exact things I'm saying. But I think just based off of what I felt about the article and what I've just kind of been feeling in the last year is, is that, um, you know, while we do need to take account for ourselves and draw back if we're involved too much, we also not need not, we also shouldn't be afraid of a challenge um, and recognize that it's okay to fall and make mistakes and part of that mentality of avoiding p pain and discomfort is you can get to the point where you're so good at detecting when there is potential pain or discomfort that you 
drawback before there's even uh, an opportunity to learn whether you can overcome that challenge. And so um, I remember when I was younger, I really did not like um, getting shots, for instance, right? And, you know, as a kid, maybe you could relate. And so you always wanted to put off everything you possibly could. And you wanted to come up with excuses to never have to go to the, the doctor's office, right? And simple checks that they would do um, would make me feel uncomfortable. And I know maybe some of you have experiences too. And to the extent that you you just didn't want to even show up. And I think because we've allowed it so much amongst millennials and we've been raised in that environment, we do the same thing with everything that we put on our plate. And I think it would be something to recognize that um, in ourselves that it's okay to anticipate some negative aspect of a challenge that we're undertaking, but that we need to recognize that we should face it head on. So, I mean, I, that's just kind of how I feel for the new year for any of you guys that have been out there and you're mulling around the idea of doing a resolution, or maybe you've already run into obstacles and you started to see yourself fall short of your goals. That's okay. That's normal. Um, but we need to get to a place where we pick ourselves up and we continue forward. One of the interesting things about this article is talking about, um, Common things, which I thought was hilarious, because this is, this is stuff that millennials deal with exclusively. Uh, well, not exclusively, but um, it, it, when you read the uh, some of the uh, social situations, for example, like here, here's some bullet points, and you tell me if this doesn't sound like a millennial, but um, these are things that we struggle with that we ought to work ourselves on. Uh, saying no to people, projects and activities when your plate is full. Um, and I am a huge, uh, offender of this because I'm so concerned and just as, just the way I've been raised, you know, you want to please people, you don't want to let people down. And so when people offer you projects or they need you to do something, you inevitably will just say yes, when you know that you don't have the time or the resources to do that thing. And so I'm, I'm learning that, um, rather than be concerned about the discomfort of saying no to someone that it's important to face that and make time for myself. Right. So that, that's a good, um, parallel to what I was saying earlier, like making time for yourself, but in a productive way, uh, resolving a conflict with a family member. This goes back to like, uh, forming relationships, because typically what we do is we avoid and we uh, sweep those things under the rug. Um, so I was like, man, this is um, a millennial through and through. Um, uh, and here's a, here's a big one, right? Because we are so politically charged. Um, and it could be over any social issue. It can be over a number of things, right? So I won't like name any specifics, but... Uh, listening with an open mind to someone who has a different political view than yours, right? And you can enter anything other than even political. But uh, we're so closed off because we feel we're so right. And 
it takes some time to sit down and think through people's viewpoints. Because I think in in all honesty, most people mean well. Maybe they don't have the full picture or they're forming their beliefs around what they just know. They haven't been exposed to everything. Um, I feel like we ha- we just stop taking that into account. We stop evaluating the under- other individual's viewpoint and empathizing where they're coming from. And we immediately go into attack mode and shut them down completely. And I think that really closes the door on a lot of potential relationships that we could be having or um, conflicts that we could be mending. Um, and so that's that's a skill to develop. And it all traces back to pushing past our, our boundaries of comfort. Um, here's one, waking up early to move your body, even when you're exhausted or it's dark outside, right? This is, this is one of the hardest things I have been trying to learn. And there's like so many, I'm pretty sure some of y'all that are listening or watching, you're so disciplined. Like this is easy. You get up super early. You're, 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 you're one of those that like runs at like 3am and you've already had your coffee, you're reading your newspaper and sending out emails at like 5am. Like, I'm still working on that. Um, but that's one of those things you have to push past because what I've learned is it's never easy. At least for me, it's not. Like, I've never been a morning person. So I find myself waking up in the morning and having to push through that discomfort and avoiding the um, the urge to just hit snooze. So, I mean, that's just a, 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 an example uh, turning down food or other substances, and of course this article was like a secular article, so like could talk be talking about alcohol or whatever. But like we as Christians, um, I think that's one of the big things that we overlook is our dietary habits. Um, that is one of the hardest things for me, is especially in social situations. Like it's so hard to be like, no, I don't. Um, I, I'm just not going to eat that or like I'm making some provision for myself. And sometimes you find those people insufferable. And so I, I'm like trying to strike a balance because I don't want to be that guy, right? Like that shows up at a um, a social event. And you're like, no, I don't eat pizza, you know, or I don't, uh, I can only eat like greens on Thursday. Um, so I, I'm not advocating that kind of mentality, but sometimes you have to take a step back for your own health. And that is really difficult to do. So, uh, I guess that's one of my resolutions this year is to try to draw out those boundaries for myself without being that kind of guy. Um, and then here's one, right? And and this is one uh, I think is really interesting amongst millennials is asking for a raise, time off, or to work more from home. And fortunately, um, I've, I've been able to work from home this last year, and I really enjoy it. Um, but we've grown up in a culture where we don't ask for these things and we just expect the system to account and care for us. Um, I think it's okay to ask for those things. And in fact, we have to push beyond our discomfort to do those things. And so I think these are like valid points uh, for us as millennials that we don't really talk about sometimes. 
Um, here's something that's interesting. The article mentioned that I wanted to share. It said, the more you engage in meaningful activities, the more likely you are to experience discomfort. I'll just read that again. The more you engage in meaningful activities, the more likely you are to experience discomfort. Um, I think that's an important note to make that in this upcoming year, we're projecting all these meaningful things that we want to um, add up to or become, envision ourselves in. And in the pursuit of those things, discomfort is part of that. And so this is, it sounds kind of like almost like I'm lecturing and I'm talking to myself because these are things I, I struggle with, but whatever meaningful pursuit that you are going after, discomfort is part of that. And you have to become comfortable um, with the discomfort. And even in anticipating it, uh, be prepared to uh, address it. And there was another, I think it was a video I was watching that was talking about how um, there's a trend amongst us millennials and some Gen Zers where we're doing what's called, um, what's the word, dopamine detoxing. And if you're not familiar with that term, maybe you've heard it, it is kind of trending recently, but the dopamine de detoxing is this concept that we have become so saturated with activities, substances, and all the stimuli in our lives in the 21st century that elicits dopamine in our system that we're actually damaging our, um, our brain or our psychology right? We're damaging our perception of the world and we're diluting the effect that dopamine is supposed to have on our lives. And I, I don't think we think about that enough because our instinct is we want to seek out pleasurable things, right? When it comes to food, when you choose food, you never are like aching for like the broccoli or the Brussels sprouts, right? Nobody does. And uh, it's actually like a perfect allusion to, to this whole dopamine detox because when you think about food, um, with all the options and selections that we have at our disposal, why would you choose to eat healthy? You know, you have McDonald's that's practically at every corner. Um, and now we've even eliminated the inconvenience of having to go travel to McDonald's. You can have it delivered right to your doorstep. Um, even when you go to the grocery store, all the most unhealthiest foods are what are like at eye level in, on the shelves. And so it's no wonder why our country is in the condition that it is health-wise, right? But you take that and you extract that to every other area of our life. And we're being inundated with just pleasure and dopamine. And so this concept of dopamine detoxing has started to emerge, which is, you know, I know some people might 
be a little antagonistic to the term because it, it's it's loosely associated to like this like whole meditative um movement right where you have like these apps like calm and uh other apps where their their approach to this is this like uh pseudo spiritualism right where you're just like taking time listening to music um but they sort of have the concept right but i think we as christians we have to acknowledge that too and not that we're like embracing new age meditation stuff like that's not at all what i'm talking about what i'm talking about is something that precedes all that which is um you know how we as christians are supposed to accept challenges right because find scripture after scripture and i don't have like a specific one in mind right now but um you know well, we're we're uh elicited to to struggle to strive to push ourselves outside beyond our boundaries right that is an expectation of us as christians and uh also you know being what's the word i guess like moderate in our um in what we would partake of and i think this is a, like a really good principle in life in general is um or was that there's that saying that like everything in moderation um i think we've kind of forgotten that uh because like i said there's a, there's these two narratives that are going out and the one narrative in the world is that you just go all out get everything you want whole have no bars held just you know enjoy life you deserve it um you know and then forget anyone that says otherwise right and we inadvertently are damaging ourselves not realizing that like we're diluting what real pleasure is when we just have so much of it um you know like it's hard to appreciate um you know food when we have so much like junk food that when you finally do have something like a real substance um you know, we see this in kids in this generation right now where uh, they will reject home cooked meals in favor of like potato chips, of like chicken nuggets, right? Like the, which is the stereotype. Um, and we laugh at that, right? And we think it's really childish of them. Um, and I remember even seeing like there was this like TLC type show where they were talking about like these kids that were out of control. Um, and one of the kids there, they lived above a um, like a fish and chips restaurant. This was in the UK. And um, it was so convenient for the mom to go downstairs and make an order for her son that now her son will not eat anything else. Like literally avoids everything that's green. Um, and I'm sure they exaggerated some details for the show itself, but you could see in principle what was happening was he was so addicted to that food, which was designed to be addictive, that he would accept nothing else. Um, so I know I'm kind of going, I'm rambling in a circle, um, 
But going back to the dopamine detox, I think that's something that we should pursue also in that recognizing that maybe we are inundating ourselves with too much of what the world deems is as as normal right that can manifest in different ways but this ultimately goes back to like achieving all the goals that we set out for ourselves this new year and i think in order to do that we have to draw back from other things and the world will tell you that you're justified to do those things though right um you look at video games for instance like you could be behind a screen pretty much all day like literally your only limit is yourself like how much you could actually stomach without getting sick and to some people they 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 can literally play um on a console and then they switch over to their smartphone then they have like now we have portable consoles here you have like the switch what what reason would you have to pull yourself away except for like to feed yourself and and use the restroom right and and sometimes that's like some people they they found people in their homes like addicted to that and so obviously we have a limited amount of time every day even less when we think about the entirety of the human life you know i think it's so depressing to like calculate how many minutes of our lives that we have you know i, I you probably have seen people have done this they've um you know you take the average lifespan your current age you subtract that and then you take the average which i think is what like 75 in the united states or maybe 80 and then you calculate that in in the in minutes and it's like super depressing especially if like if you convert it to like money like if that was how many dollars you had in your bank account you'd be like i have nothing but that's how brief life really is how fragile it is to and so um you have to really prioritize and and um assess what is really valuable in your life what is meaningful and i think ultimately that's what's going to lead to success in your new year's resolutions and my new year's resolutions is finding that balance and saying um there are some things I need to lay down and some things I need to draw back from, which may be uncomfortable, which may be challenging. Um, but in order for me to have something meaningful in the span of my lifetime, to say that I look back and say that I did something worthwhile, that is something I just have to do. And so it's not anything new. I don't think anyone's like surprised or shocked by that. You know, these are things we hear all the time. Uh, and maybe in a future episode, I might talk about more about that dopamine detoxing. Because I think it's really interesting. So if you're hearing that and you're, you want me to talk more about it, let me know. Because um, it is very interesting. And I don't want you to leave with the impression that I'm like trying to advocate for people to go into these like um, new age meditation or like s weird spiritual stuff outside of like the church. Cause it's definitely not where I'm going with that. But the, the whole concept is that the world is waking up 
to the fact that we are saturated with too much stuff. And their solution is, you know, you have an app, right, that manages that for you. Um, but we as Christians, we know what our solution to that is. And so I encourage you to pursue that, you know. And definitely this episode wasn't like I wasn't uh, putting this together and thinking that I wanted to, to preach or anything or like say what I think you should do is really just me talking to myself um, just about some things I found interesting. Um, but yeah, you know, I think it is interesting that the world is waking up to it. And the sad thing is, I think Christians are also starting to wake up, but far less than I would, would have thought because we're, we as Christians are, there's a segment of Christians because you see this being, uh, regurgitated on social media. Like everyone's like reposting these quotes and it's just become this weird melded version of Christianity where you have people that are like, yeah, you do deserve to have that time for yourself. You do deserve to indulge here and there. And um, they mesh it with the gospel in some weird way. You know, like, you know, you work really hard and you deserve these things. And yet what we're inadvertently doing is we're permitting people to just indulge um, to the point of where it could be considered like sin, even if it's something that's not like, that's like harmless, like, you know, that's why it's such a gray area when it comes to food. And I always talk about food apparently for some reason, but like, it's, it's such a gray area, right? Cause like eating a meal in and of itself is not bad, but like if you're gorging yourself and you're eating like seven different times a day, seven meals, I mean, unless you're like a bodybuilder or something, you know, and every meal is, like McDonald's, like obviously that isn't good for you. And we can recognize that at the physical level, but then we're not taking into account of all the things we're doing to ourselves spiritually, you know, when it comes to like overindulging in things that we buy, like shopping, right? And that's become so much easier now in our, um, in our modern day, right? Like it's at the, literally at the tip of your fingertips that you can buy something immediately. And so really the key to mastering your life is learning to draw back despite the, the inconvenience and the discomfort. Cause that's really the problem I see us facing today as millennials is, um, we have too much opportunity and too much convenience at our fingertips that it's like, why wouldn't you just do that? And conceivably you could live the rest of your life and just make excuses for like why um but i think the bad thing is if if you do live that way and you're like well i'm just going to keep consuming i'm just going to keep indulging in my in in dopamine and in, in everything pleasurable that i can find that you you begin to push away the meaningful things and the sad thing is I think we're going to start seeing that manifest as us millennials. We're starting to, we're beginning to age and we're seeing the, um, the consequences or the results of the lifestyle choices that we've made start to, um, surface. And I think we're, we're, we're going to see a lot of people that are regretful that like they've indulged too much, 
right? That they've not invested in themselves and bettering themselves and learning more. I mean, case in point, um, you know, because this is a Christian podcast, right? Uh, there is so much biblical illiteracy amongst Christians today. And I think it's because the Bible has become this medium like uh, that's viewed like exercising. Like, I don't want to do that. It's so difficult. But it has to be done. And unfortunately, we have all these apps that try to simplify reading the Bible. And now you can, you have like preachers that are condensed for Instagram. You have small quotes and motivation. And all that feels like a, a substitute for the real thing. And so it's no wonder why you have a lot of like superficial Christians that all they have to substantiate their walk in relationship with God is what they see on Instagram or in stories, you know, um, but it takes some real uh, tenacity to kind of push beyond that and like make yourself get into the Bible and read and study and go into like the real depth behind the study. I know that's stuff that you guys probably talk about at your own churches. Um, but if that's something that's on your um, your radar for the new year, I, I definitely encourage that. Um, and part of doing that might require that you pull back from stuff that you're, you're super comfortable with. Right. And, um, I just thought it was interesting that I talked about that, this article, because we do look at the stereotypical things that we want to address, like our weight, because it's, it's, the world won't admit it, but like the weight is not because they want to be healthier, but it's, it's all vanity. We want to look a particular way. Um, but when it talks about meaningful stuff, the examples that the article used was our relationships with people, um, socializing and creating community. And I think that's some something that we should work on. And I know that I'll be working on in the new year is pushing beyond like social anxiety, you know, and by no means, if you like have like real psychological issues, mental issues, like work with someone, talk to ministry or you know, I mean, even see a therapist if that's something that you need at that level. But to everyone else that we put up walls and we make excuses to not do those things, these are things that I think we should work on this year, uh, especially when it comes to family members, right? Because it's really easy just to sweep things under the rug. Um, you know, making difficult choices about our career where we really want to see ourselves and not just becoming compla uh, complacent. Uh, learning some real skills. You know, that was something that my wife and I were talking about earlier was that, um, you know, I think this generation and, and Gen Z following and then even the generation after Gen Z, we're starting to see them go into um into college 
And I think a couple decades ago, there was this whole notion that just the act of going to college itself was going to warrant um, success for the future. And there probably was a time where that's all that really was required because the amount of difficulty college presented showed employers that, yes, you are qualified to do the thing that you studied. But now, um, if you look at schools today, and I think this is a good thing, but it's also on the same, you know, on the flip side of that, is that school has become so easy to become enrolled and there's so many resources available that, like, we, ha- we have no excuses, even financially. And, you know, people take out loans, they do whatever it takes, and people get their degrees by the skin of their teeth. And they're shocked to find that there's no careers for them at the end of their degree. And it's because we've made it so simple for them to get into the classroom and get that paper degree. And they've foregone the whole point of going to school, which is that you're actually trying to learn something. And uh, I think there are plenty of young people and I've worked with them before. So I was a supplemental instructor when I went to school and yeah, you see a lot of freshmen that like, they're literally just going there because it's an obligation to their parents. Like they want you to go so you can have a a better life, but you know, they won't read the textbook. They won't study and they'll still manage to get past the test some way. And we usually see the trajectory of a lot of students that like that, like they're there just for the fun just for the experience and they most of the time that they'll get two years in and then quit. But there are some people that push all the way through and they use all the resources that they have now at their disposal. They'll get a degree and then be shocked that like it's competitive, right? Now I have to compete with, you know, 500 people for the same position at Google. And what Google is going to look for, they're going to look for someone that actually knows what they're talking about. And so that all goes back to say this, that when we pursue the aversion of discomfort, right, and we justify it, it's all like this social, cultural thing. Like, it's okay. We want to make things as easy as possible. This is what manifests. This is what happens. And so we have a lot of young people that we're sending into the world that are uh, from the college world into the workforce that are unqualified and unprepared to fill those roles and then they're realizing it themselves they're waking up to it and it's being like i wasn't ready for this and so you're seeing this backlash at schools and colleges like you need to do better and the problem is it's 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 us that we have to look at right and then um the the converse of that right now which i think is is a result of all this is there's this degrading of schools importance, right? We're diluting it now. And there's a lot of people that are like saying school is not important, right? College is not important because they recognize that one aspect of it. Like, yeah, it it's become overly simplified. It's overly saturated. It's too expensive. Um, you could get like a regular job. And so now we have people that are in the, the, um, what's the word, not the labor force, but the um, vocation, vocational aspect, right? Like 
now there's so so much people advocating for uh, trade uh, careers because there's a, a severe lack of them. And we're actually seeing that like a lot of these trades people like plumbers, electricians, um, mechanics, they're in so, de- so high a demand because society was pushing kids towards less discomfort that it made that area of the workforce so saturated and inadvertently left this vacuum, this void for jobs that now makes this more valuable. And so if you want to have something meaningful, you have to push beyond your limits and what you're comfortable with. Um, and so like if you're in a position where you're, can, you're debating school, and maybe this is something I'll talk about with someone in an upcoming um, podcast, but uh, you know, school might not be the answer for you. You know, I think it's just the generic answer we've been given for so many years. And the reality is you could be earning so much more with a trade job. And uh, I think what we're waking up to is we're starting to see that money isn't even the, the ultimate destination, which it was for so long because people are like, well, um, the only way I can be successful or happy um show that I've made it at all is, is the amount of money I have in my bank account. And people, there's articles, there's all these um, TV shows, news pieces that are highlighting all these millennials that are stepping away from like six-figure jobs because they're choosing to lead a more meaningful life with their family, which means sometimes earning less. Um So we're all learning this right now. And I think it's just a really interesting time to be alive to see it happen. Um, I know I kind of went all over the place, all stemming from like talking about New Year's resolutions. Um, But yeah, I think it's just really cool, you know, the position that we're in. And so that's just me talking aloud and challenging myself in areas that I wouldn't have necessarily thought like it's fine to, to choose, you know, getting healthier, for example, or learning a language or an instrument, but also challenge yourself in those areas where we often don't talk about that we sweep under the rug. Um, and don't be discouraged when you fail, but instead keep pushing and you'd be surprised. Um, I saw this trend on Instagram and I think I'll probably wrap it up here but um when people are making these reels they have these reels that are like save this sound for six months later to show us the progress on whatever you set out to do i think we should start doing that but like for our spiritual goals our personal uh social goals right and healing and mending our relationships and producing community uh these things are important right and learning the word of god outside of just like making the generic resolution, like I'm going to read the Bible from cover to cover. Like that's good. But how about make a resolution to understand how to study the Bible, you know, with accuracy? Um, What tools will I need to learn? And you might find yourself at the end of the year, maybe you've tackled like two or three different books of the Bible 
but you now are starting to evaluate what tools are at your disposal um, because you made a more meaningful goal of learning how to study and not necessarily just like reading to read. And that's fine too. I'm not saying don't read the Bible. But anyways, that's really all I got. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Maybe spark some conversations for you guys for your own after church um, meetings, you know, when you hang out with friends and stuff after a service. Um, we have another episode we have planned uh, coming up very soon. So be out on the lookout for that. Otherwise, if you enjoyed this, uh, hit like, subscribe. We're on YouTube. Um, and then for our audio podcast, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, um, CastBox, Pandora, pretty much on any platform. So really appreciate the support. Any um, shares are, are hugely appreciated. Uh, so thank you for tuning in. Uh, rock on.